0: Hello friends, it's Sarah May. And this is an episode for somebody who uh, filled out my survey and I don't know your name, but this is for you. It's about how to break out of the vicious cycle of a narcissist relationship. And you asked um, specifically how do you stop the cycle because it can be extremely difficult to escape because it is so just wrapped up in everything about you and your feelings about yourself and it plays on your complete person just how you feel about how good you are as a human how you feel about other people and all of your insecurities it's very very difficult and it's terrifying because it feels much like a hostage hostage situation because of the tactics of a narcissist it's just one of the hardest things to escape there is. So if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, you know how ruthless and dark their style of punishing you can be. It goes really deep into your heartstrings, puppeting you around like a raw nerve. So in other words, they are master controllers, and they know exactly what to do to make you do what they want you to do. And they will do it at any cost. So before I go on... I'm going to remind everybody that the Headspace contest is open still. So if you go to teaspoonofhappy.com, you can enter to win a year of Headspace, which is an awesome mind-quieting meditation app. So this episode is in three parts. Um, The what, the why, and also tools. And I'm going to provide um, the blog version of this on my site uh, later in the week. Part one is the what. So a relationship that operates based on you being there for some some other person and them not really being there for you as much. So they likely demand you jump through hoops and as soon as you begin to stand up for yourself or kind of get your own life, drift from them in any way. They pull you back hard um, like reins and so often they will kind of stalk you and keep you on your toes, like texting at odd times, um, kind of button-pushing behavior. And it's, it'll, it'll be like all-consuming kind of torture-like um, nervousness on your part. Like you're constantly obsessing about if they're right or really makes you question your own motives and feel guilty, like a lot of incredibly intense guilt. So you might feel very much like you cannot get them out of your head. They, they play on your sense of self and they make you feel like you did things you really didn't do and that you were actually trying to hurt them or you'll end up always half proving your love to them. Like just constantly almost uh, begging them to believe you. And it's almost like a terrible dance that you're doing while bullets are flying at your feet and you have to keep going in this relationship in order to avoid the wrath that you know is waiting for you if you slow down. So everything has a reason, even the craziest behavior. And I know you're probably wondering why this relationship is so painful and why you got into it or how you got into it and why it's so uh all consuming for you. So the relationship likely began because You felt good about helping this person or you really did respect and adore this person and they kind of latched on to that. So maybe you were actually a savior figure in their life and um, you actually helped them quite a bit and maybe you just adored something about them professionally because often narcissists are very, very successful and driven regardless it was likely sort of an addiction relationship for both of you so for you it was a lack of focus on your own pain and issues and yourself and you had a natural inclination to not want to focus on yourself in a relationship and so you felt rewarded by helping someone else and focusing on somebody else um, and in your relationship you likely always solely talk about them And support them. And it's not about you. It's a lopsided relationship. So they chose you as ego food. And they sensed that you had love to give because that's what narcissists need desperately. They will feed off you forever. And that's because they have no self love, like no foundation of their own. They need to keep you to feel good about themselves. So, and to reaffirm their ego, like their power, their confidence, their self love. So whenever you get good at something, they likely get very upset and uh, hateful towards you. So they probably dismiss you, insult you. Um, they cannot tolerate it. So they cannot support you. That's just not what they're capable. Of. It's not who they are. So they have to use others to um, hold themselves up above other people. Like they cannot be side by side. They cannot be equal to you. It always has to be about them. So, if that sounds familiar, that's the what. I must tell you that you're listening to this for a good reason because you know that this relationship is hurting you and you desperately want to find a way out of it. And that has to happen because otherwise you're basically a slave in this relationship for the rest of your life. So, firstly, choose to keep going in this process and be brave because it's going to be a bumpy one. Commit to the result for the long haul. Um, And I'm not going to lie, you might look back on this as one of the hardest things you ever did, but it has to happen. You will do it. And whatever you do, do not discount your feelings like you have been for probably a very long time. All of the feelings of fear, obsessive worry, uh, guilt, and uh, panic, just all of those feelings of unhappiness or of that didn't feel quite right like that you have kind of an off feeling about this relationship and it doesn't feel positive to you. That's a very accurate feeling coming from your gut. You have to listen to it. And you were likely talked out of this feeling several times. You maybe were talked out of it by yourself or by this other person. Like they've talked about how much you mean to them and that, and you maybe felt like, ah, oh, it is a good relationship. This you know, I shouldn't be so worried and harsh on this person, but those feelings of not wanting to be in this relationship, it's coming from a real and valid place because you've been neglecting yourself via this relationship and you have to start listening to your gut and save yourself from it. In other words, be your own friend and protector and listen to the pain because it's valid. So I'm going to walk you through kind of a timeline of what will happen to you while you progress out of this damaging relationship. Which leads me to part two, the why. So if you had the weak spot that they could hook into, and now um, basically when when people see you, you have certain kind of reactionary points that are very, very visible to others. So if you have a very particular kind of damage, let's say you have... Um, low self-worth from parents that were neglectful. People like this can see that in you immediately. It's almost like you're wearing a bunch of hooks on the outside of your body that are only visible to certain people that can play on that. Prey on that is what I should say. So you have a weak spot that this person hooked into. And now they are using those hooks to manipulate you like a puppet. And they know exactly how to do it. Why? Because they are wired in a very specific way. And it's one that makes them very, uh, manipulative, very able to go there. And it's very, very dangerous to someone like you. So there's kind of a scale for, uh, narcissists and there's varying types, varying degrees, just like other disorders, other personality disorders. But in general, it's a person with a very particular kind of damage from their upbringing that causes them to, only be capable of focusing on themselves and they have a constant hunger, thirst to just need to affirm that self and the ego with what is external. So anything that is um, outside of them because there is no real self-love. So the rest of the world will revolve around them and it only relates to them because their definition of their self, any joy, any feeling of superiority and confidence comes from the external why because they are empty inside so they rely on the adoration and the praise of others to basically feel okay about themselves at all and they they need external badges that kind of affirm their value that create the value and so they kind of swing between feeling like absolute scum the lowest of the low and feeling like god So you might have had several conversations with a narcissist that were like you saying like, Hey, no, you are good. You are, you do have value. And they were like, no, I'm not. I'm a terrible loser. Like wallowing and like complete just self-hate. And then they go back to, I'm, you'll never be anything. I'm the best person in the world. Like they probably are successful or at least power hungry. Um, And in general, Know that they are not capable of changing. they cannot unlearn this as a personality disorder because it's foundational, and it's something that is just it's the way they are are literally wired, and it's created within the first five years of life. It's based on just a very uh primal level of understanding about themselves and the world and reality. It's almost like they did they lived in a cave, uh, and therefore they cannot tolerate life if you grew up like in complete darkness you would anyway that's probably not true regardless they thrive on power and success because of having a lack of empathy like in order to feel empathy you have to have grown that ability as a very young baby so because they cannot feel that literally they have no capacity to feel empathetic they lack kind of a uh, form of their consciousness so therefore they are able to do a lot of harm to others it's like a, a very it's very very low on the psychopath scale sociopath psychopath scale so this I wouldn't say low it's a part of that scale they could be very well be narcissists uh, are, are often psychopaths um, so if you are stuck in a relationship with a narcissist here are some of the common traits personality traits They are unpredictable, selfish, envious, jealous, controlling, boastful, self-loathing, extreme, desperate, grandiose, manipulative, aggressive, vindictive, suck-ups. Because suck-ups are extremely um, in need of compliments and, and, and praise from authority figures. The Narth- narcissists are also extremely sensitive to personal criticism and extremely critical of other people. Um, so they're uh, basically not great humans in general because they just can't care about other people. So when they found you, they grabbed onto your hooks and they yanked at you giving them love. And now it's happening... Almost like a trap, like you're in it against your will because you can't figure out the way out, and because of your sensitivity in the areas of self worth, likely you need to be very, very self protective. That's going to be part of this, like this. That's going to be a large part of your steps moving forward, because. You have been in their control for a long time and you have to start enacting self-protective behavior, which is probably going to oppose a lot of the dynamics in your relationship with this person. It's going to cause some friction for you to start being self-loving and self-protecting and demanding good treatment from them. So here we go. Just want you to be aware of that. Um, this is a toolkit and it's, it's kind of a starting point because this is going to be about consistency. It's going to be about use, you starting to use these tools and keeping consistent to it and sticking to it despite what happens. Think of it like you're leaving a mafia and they're like going to be sending death threats and stuff like that. Not to freak you out. Could happen. (laughs) Um, but stay the course. Okay. Part three. So part three, the first step for you, tools-wise, is move out of being a victim and let go of your fear of confrontation. You've got to commit to that part of this because, yes, you will do this a little bit at a time, but whatever you do, you cannot move backwards when you get bullied. This has to happen and as soon as possible because you're trapped in an emotional jail and life is too short to suffer here against your will. So I'm gonna use a metaphor of a a demon creature who is like attached to you and it's feeding off of your energy. So um, they're going to play act and you know fake anything, any other uh, real emotional, kind, loving personality that they can to make you do what they want. They will ma- they will wear many many different masks. So remember what you're facing here because it's going to be an epic battle. So I'm going to kind of give you some wizardly tools for you to pull out as you uh they're kind of like emotional reminders so you can use them as you need them. So um don't lose your faith in yourself. So the first part of this is going to be a form of armor. Like you need to establish some emotional armor because right now they are like inside your brain and puppeting you and your emotions. So you need to first and foremost distance yourself and get some perspective. That is your armor. So this is what you need at the very, very least in order to do the rest of this. Just because you need to know how, you, how to feel about this relationship or whether or not you want it in your life because you might be able to have them at a distance. You don't know that yet. So you're being kept off balance by this person right now and it's not a healthy kind of relationship it's not a fair relationship and it's not good for you because it's kind of being like owned by them and their whims so it's like um, being held captive by a child so you need to distance yourself get some perspective and remember if you're still questioning like am I being unrealistic is this really a negative relationship am I being harsh on them real friends are loving and supportive And they would never, ever want to hurt you. They would never willfully hurt you. They would never make you feel bad about yourself intentionally, ever. So if you are not in a relationship that is supportive and loving, you have to do something to protect yourself. You have to stop that now. And that's the second half of this armor. You have to start building habits of self-love and self-protection. So if you are in a very serious mental trap, you can just cut this person off cold turkey, um, and, but know that you will likely get severe backlash. Like that might, just me saying that might be like a terrifying prospect to you. So if this person is um, kind of volatile and you are afraid of cutting them off, do some very um, deliberate and realistic redirection. So you're going to have to think of an excuse or reasons that you have to cut them off. Like, you won't tell them the real reason, because you know it'll make them come on harder. But basically, create a, an alibi, like you would if you were trying to, you know, leave the country and the mafia was after you. Like, you have an insane amount of work, and you are going to be completely unavailable, and basically make it something that is unrelated to anything serious that, that's related to your relationship. And then you'll have kind of the best chance of distancing for uh, a long period of time. So they'll probably kind of pull you back in again, and then you'll have to repeat a different kind of excuse for you how why you can't have, you know, hang out with them or whatever it is. And uh, keep everything in like vague terms, like redirect, distract, like basically with all conversations, just like say, like p- kind of point over there, like oh no 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 hey look over there like everything should be a redirection because um they are going to be looking for this in you they're going to be sensing you distancing and not being in their control and they're going to try and pull you in and you just have to keep doing that look over there oh no no, no. look over there so re- recapping your armor so uh get a safe distance and start enacting self-protection. That means like not bending to um, terrorist behaviors like don't respond to a text at three in the morning. Don't. That is saying I obey your whim. You are going to create boundaries one at a time like I am not responding to people that text me in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and I cannot be expected to respond within 10 minutes. Like you have to start owning yourself because right now they are owning you. Um, so therapy is also very, very helpful in this process just because it, it grounds you to somebody that is objective. And that can be one of the things you need the most is like understanding like, wait, am I, is, are they right? Am I being a jerk? Wait, is this true? Like somebody that can tell you, no, 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 you are allowed to do this. You are allowed to protect yourself. That could be very, very valuable because you're going to they're gonna try and tip you quite a bit. So self-protection includes do not engage with bad behavior, like don't respond, and do not, no one can force you to do anything. Take control of your own body and your own actions. So don't allow people to force you to do things. Like if you are saying things like, oh, but I have to, or else they're going to blank, you are the one piloting your body. They cannot control you. You have to start taking your own decisions back into your own hands and saying like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do it. Um, And if you need external support, get like one buddy that you can kind of tell the truth to that can understand this, the severity of this problem. Like other people that are not familiar with narcissism are probably going to be like, oh, that's not bad though. Like they're going to make you feel like, maybe you are being irrational, you need to find somebody that does get who this person is. And that might, they might not exist. And if they don't fully understand what you're going through, I would say go to a help group for codependents um, or a therapist. So start with the self-protective steps. And now for the journey ahead, I have some specific tools to put inside of your emotional armor. Because kind of as you gain this distance, there are going to be distinct moments when this monster recognizes you are straying from their talents. And they're going to be aggressive and desperate to get you to return to your knees. And so your, their goal is to own you and at any cost and regain the reins um, to your emotions. So they are going to be enraged if you don't follow what they expect you to. So it can grow intense and you might face several different kinds of emotional assault. But you have to not go backwards and not give in. Don't retreat. Continue on your path. Don't engage them. Don't go back into the loop of craziness. And it's super important you don't, you keep distance because you have to get far enough away so that you can really think for yourself again and not go back into control. It's like in their world, they keep you. Off balance inside of yourself and feeling bad about yourself so you have to get distance you have to cut them off you cannot go back and hang out with them because it's it's gonna be crazy making so remember they are powerful and they are very driven keep going do not engage deflect deflect distract distract look at ways to stay off of their radar and out of range okay so here are some specific tools. I hope I'm not totally freaking the shit out of you because it's gonna be hard and I want you to know that when it is hard like keep going. It's it's worth it. You're doing this for a good reason. Life is too short to be in friendships and relationships with people that don't make you feel good about yourself. That make you actually feel bad about yourself. That just suck energy from you. So keep going. All right. So the first tool is in the face of brutal venom that is coming out of their mouth. And I'm calling it the Bright Golden Heart. <laughs> so just as like a visual for you, if they're spitting venom like they're lashing out at you for being, quote, uh, selfish, a bad friend, a bad person, uh, unloving, shell-a-bitch, whatever. There's going to be terrible <laughs> things they call you when you start to self-protect. And um, they're going to attempt you to make you feel like a bad person for what you're doing. So remember, you have a bright golden heart. Think of it as like beaming out of you and you're just protecting it. So you, have a, you are a good person and they cannot force you to believe otherwise because you are self-protecting. You are allowed to take care of yourself. You are allowed to protect yourself. You are allowed to do whatever you want for yourself in your own sanity and that is not selfish and that does not make you a bad person if you want time for yourself that does not make you a bad person if you don't respond to melodramatic threats that does not make you a bad friend if you don't like jump at all like you know melodramatic I'm gonna kill myself like those types of threats you are first and foremost responsible or taking care of yourself. Um, So don't be brought down by the terrorist tactics and just soothe yourself in this spit of this monster's venom. Remind yourself, I am good, I am loving, I am allowed to take care of myself. Keep going. This does not make you a bad person if you want distance. Tool number two is in the face of extreme guilt. Because that will be probably the hardest part of this process is just your overwhelming sense of guilt. Give it the monster test. So this is like a visualization um, to remember that this person is like a demon monster because a monster will smile in delight at carnage. A real person like a real loving supportive person would never want you to suffer or feel bad about yourself so if you get in the trap of feeling overwhelmingly guilty at the hand of this person know that it is one of their most powerful wonderful weapons against you they will relish guilting you they will savor punishing you and pushing any and all not cool buttons in your person like saying stuff like i was gonna kill myself and you weren't even there for me like something that would make you feel so awful about yourself for the rest of your life. And just be very, very sensitive. Like listen for um how, how subtly you can tell this person is happier when you are when they are making you feel bad. Like that they relish guilting you and they do it with gusto. They're thriving on it and uh It's like a very, very subtle difference, but like a regular supportive, loving person will be in um, excruciating pain to the point where they almost wouldn't be able to talk if they were uh, in the same place. Like if they were like, let's say uh, suicidal and you and we're trying to get a hold of you or or we're reaching out for help, they would never do it in the same way they would, they would almost say like, Hey, I, I hate to do this. I'm, I'm in a really, I'm in a really bad place. And I really need your help. It would come from such a like, you know, broken, passive place. And they would never, uh, they would never use it in like kind of a powerful weapon way. So pay attention to that think of this monster that's like use, like enjoying using this thing against you and like almost like a, a you know a sword is like just stabbing you with it so another part of the monster test they do not care because they don't care what they do to you because it's de- desperate self-preservation to keep you under their power they're not capable of having a limit with what they do to you, do to you and, your, and how much they hurt you because they are feeding off of your love. And so uh, remind yourself you are allowed to take care of yourself and imagine that this monster is kind of planting weapons on you and like as a way to confuse you. It's like you fell asleep and all of a sudden you woke up and there are all these bloody knives that you're like, it are in your hands. And it's what this monster will do to make you not trust yourself. So they're accusing you of stabbing their heart. And if you had no awareness of their situation at all, like when they blame you, if you had no idea that you were doing this thing, you had a no, no voluntary awareness in like what they're accusing you of, put those bloody knives down. Don't take the rap. Because you are not responsible for their pain. You don't control them or how they feel. And you are not capable of causing them the pain that you are completely absent from. So throw the knife on the floor and detach with love. Don't believe them. It's manipulation. So if you basically are getting like hate-filled whatever messages and texts or... Stories from the people like, how could you? You destroyed me. You did this to me. And you're like, what? I didn't do any of that. I'm just not talking to you like that. That's a bloody knife. Throw it on the ground. It's not yours. You didn't do anything wrong. So just remember this: monster uh, is who this person is. And if you start to feel super guilty, remember that it's a result of you not giving them the. Support for their worthlessness. That's like, you're not feeding their dark, hollow insides. And that's the pain they feel, is feeling shitty about themselves. But that's a baseline. It's, if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else that's feeding it. You have to, in a way, sever your, your love and care for this person, which is, I think, one of the hardest parts. Because you have to protect yourself. This relationship is damaging you and you have a responsibility to yourself to save yourself. So just continually distract them, reaffirm your truth to yourself, that you are good and loving and you're allowed to protect yourself. The third tool is for use in the face of emotional terrorism. And that is a force field of protection. Like it's a giant rainbow that wraps around you. So basically... It's just mental soothing or overwhelming anxiety and stress. And it's those moments that you kind of like feel like you're going crazy and you're questioning and you're going back and forth and you feel like they might be stalking you or it's kind of like this obsessive worry that you might have. Um, and it can get very confusing and painful and overwhelming. And so especially when the tactics go really insane, like the middle of the night texts, threats, um, calls crying, uh, dramatic news. Like they'll, they'll use all these different kinds of bait to get you to care. Um, whatever they think you would, you would actually feel like a terrible person if you didn't respond to, that's what they're going to do. Um, so in those situations, you have to really just soothe your emotions. Uh, and that's going to take Meditation, breathing exercises, um, meditation of any kind, and just calm yourself and try and stop the emotional turmoil, like the spinning thoughts. Um, And if you are really, really in a bad situation, like if somebody is telling you things like, I'm going to kill myself, like you're the most you can do for somebody that's suicidal is call the police. If you really think they're going to do that, call the police, have the police go to their house or call a parent, put somebody else in charge and disengage. They're not yours to babysit. You are still allowed to protect yourself. Don't respond to terrorist threats. So you are not beholden to them at all times of day and you're absolutely not a bad person if you want your space. So keep these boundaries for yourself strict. There will be very very hard times when you will be pulled on by every hook you have inside of you. So just soothe yourself with breathing exercises. Um, call your buddy to get grounded, and know that you are a good human for having this amount of concern for this person and for this being this hard it shows that you have a very big heart. So this tool for the severe emotional attacks. I've already told you this on like a couple different episodes, but it's the I think it's the greatest one that you can use in this situation is the um, Marcy Shyamoff rule or it's a uh, forgiveness practice. I think it's Hawaiian. I always forget the name. It's like Oa Pono Pono. I don't remember. I'll put it in the blog version of this, but it's basically like put your hand over your heart, close your eyes. Breathe deeply and slowly and imagine like bright white light filling your chest and just picture this person in your head and say aloud, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Just send them love and repeat that twice. Just picture them, send them love, apologize and let it go. That's all you can do. Just let it go. So for the future, as you move through this, I know that you ended up in this relationship because you have a very big heart, and you do care, and you do want to give yourself to others, but you cannot allow this person to feed off of you anymore, and you have to look at one thing in particular about yourself in this part of your life, because you are not good. At taking care of yourself. You're not good at loving yourself like you are others. So, I need you to get to the bottom of that in particular. Why is that happening? Why is this pattern something you have? Why don't you feel comfortable accepting attention from others, focus from others, love from others? Why have you not had the kinds of friendships that you give to others? Why are you not friends with someone just like you? And if you are, if this is just the exception to the rule in your life, that's good. And maybe this is arriving, this like, you know, forced confrontation, because you realize that this doesn't match your positive relationships. So if there is something that needs to be looked at in you, like if you are not comfortable receiving love and attention, and it makes you feel icky, I think you should look at that in therapy, because it's some bad discomfort that is um has like some kind of icky roots and you have to uh fix that you have to debunk it in yourself because it's going to dramatically change the rest of your life if you do for the better like you need to absolutely demand love and attention from others and if you are not taught you're not able to tolerate that now that's a goal you should have for yourself because It's something that is the other, it's going to create the other half of the beauty of life just to be able to do that. And I had to create it from scratch too. And it will feel very uncomfortable, but it is so essential to living a full and happy life. So if you want to find the answers to your questions, I suggest going to a therapist. And once you start, only allowing those into your life who shower you with love and support and you begin to be capable of receiving the love and attention the whole world is going to change it's going to be the most amazing and beautiful life you never thought you would have and it'll be so dramatically different it's like the trajectory of your life the patterns of your life just go straight up into the rainbow filled clouds And you experience so much happiness. It just like unlocks the other level of life that is filled with just joy. And you will grow a million times in a million different directions with just this one shift. Because you will have relationships that actually push you, support you, foster your growth. And you will still do the same thing back to other people. You'll still be as good at loving others as you are now. But... You are not going to have your spirit be drained and your attention be drained by monsters. And you you deserve relationships that love you and support you as much as you do for others. And you can and will have relationships like this. But it all starts with you. So I hope you go for it. I hope I hope you maintain all of the armor and soul protection throughout this process. And I support you. And I think you can do it. So, Godspeed. And um, if you have time, if you like this, please share it with somebody, anyone you think that needs it. And I would love, love, love a review on iTunes. It helps me dramatically. So, please do if you have time. And don't forget to smile.